Hey folks, it's Lev. Welcome back to our podcast. Um, this is another little bonus episode that I'm going to be posting because I filmed a video about my experiences living as a trans guy versus being a living as a cis, uh, cis female before I realized I was trans and came out. Uh, yeah, again, I just took the audio from the video I filmed and converted it into mp3 and then and uploading it as a bonus podcast episode. Um, I hope you all enjoy and if you notice audio discrepancies in this intro and the vi- the video I filmed it's because it's filmed I mean it's recorded on two separate mics, two different mics. But either, anyway, nonetheless, I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll see you with my friend very soon. I decided to move indoors because the wind outside was ruining my audio. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is pronouns. So living as a cis female, people, I, this was before I got my haircut, people assumed I was female and that was, and they referred to me using she, her pronouns. Which was correct at the time because I didn't come out as trans yet. I was still figuring out my identity and whatnot. And I lived as a cis female. Um, correct assumptions. But in terms of strangers, um, even after I came out as trans, well, they didn't know I came out as trans, but I got a haircut and I passed as male. So people I didn't know referred to me using he, him pronouns. Well, most people. Not everyone. Um, yeah, so they assumed correctly, um, but like, understandably, people who knew me before I came as trans, um, they had to adapt to the use of he him pronouns. Um, I still get unintentionally misgendered, but it was it's not intentional. These folks are still getting used to it, even. Yeah, it's been taking some time, but it's okay. Everyone adapts at their own pace, and I have to be patient with that. So pronouns are interesting. And I've noticed that living in the cishet world, which is cishet is short for a world that is predominantly, like people in this world are predominantly cisgender and heterosexual. Pronouns aren't, or like asking for pronouns or whatnot, is not a very normal thing or a common thing. Well, when I go to LGBTIQ plus events, every time we introduce our name, we introduce our pronouns too. The two are like stuck together. They're like married. It's like we don't introduce names without introducing pronouns, but that's not what I see in the predominant cishet spaces which is again not it's to be expected because most people are cisgender <laughs> and will not be misgendered um yeah so something we all should do like i do it too Rega- we all should do it regardless of our gender identity or whether we're trans or not or whatnot is introducing our pronouns with our names like now i usually say hi i'm lev i use him pronouns 
Except that I forgot the intro of this video, but yes, I use he and pronouns. Um, usually when I talk to people or meet someone new, I'm like, hey, I'm Liv, I use he and pronouns. It's usually connected. Well, sometimes I intentionally forget, but it's a habit I'm trying to build, introducing my name and pronouns and not just my name. And it's also a good thing because it cues others to do the same thing because I do it so the person I'm talking to is more likely to introduce their pronouns too. Yeah. Second thing that comes to mind is bathrooms. <sighs> Gotta love bathrooms. And there's been like a lot of debate over the whole bathroom issue for trans people. Especially trans women, um, I think they have it worse than trans men. But there are a lack of, let's say, gender neutral bathrooms here. Um, well, wherever I go, it's, there's a lack of gender neutral bathrooms and it makes it harder for me and many other trans people to actually go to the bathroom because we don't feel like it's a safe place for us to go and we don't feel safe using the bathrooms the binary public bathrooms should I say so in my experience like I don't use female bathrooms anymore because I'm not female and going there just makes me dysphoric and that's not what I want to feel um, and I am yet to use male bathrooms because I've been so scared of them ever since I came out of trans. I'm like, okay, what if I get harassed or like assaulted in the bathroom? And so right now I have been using accessible bathrooms, literally that only. Um, but using the male bathrooms is something I hope to do soon, uh, given the lockdowns have now eased and we can go outside more. Um, yeah, I've built a lot more confidence to be able to use male bathrooms and hopefully that can become a reality really soon. Oh, and on a sort of related note, cis people don't get harassed for or like cis people are not harassed or judged or whatnot for using the bathroom that aligns with their gender. Cis male use the male bathroom these people don't get harassed. Cis women use the women's bathroom. These people don't get harassed. But when like a trans woman uses the women's bathroom, they get harassed. And they get judged. It's like, you're in the wrong bathroom and whatnot. Like I've seen so much stuff online. <sighs> but it's just, it just ties me out. Um, how the world doesn't let people use bathrooms and the bathrooms that they feel most comfortable with and that aligns with their gender without being harassed or annoyed um just let just let us pee like trans people we we are just like cis people we just want to pee do our business you know we're not having a party in the bathroom okay was for trans women, but still a challenge for anyone who is not cis basically.
thirdly, we have to go through the process of being legally recognized as our gender and for those who changed their name, legally getting our name recognized. So at the moment still I'm legally recognized as female and I'm legally recognized by my birth name and not live. So I have to go through a process of paperwork and whatnot to be recognized as the gender and the name that I am comfortable with and that like who I am basically. And I printed out a form uh, a while back to have my gender legally recognized but then on the form it actually says, I forgot the exact wording but they recognize sex instead of gender and that bothers me because biologically I am female and my sex is female, I'm not going to deny that but my gender is male I just feel sort of weirded out having my sex, like my biological sex being recognized as male because that's not true and that's not right so it's good that there is a process that where trans people can have their gender, like their, their gender recognized, but it's just misleading, shall we say, to have our sex recognized rather than gender. Or changing it so that our sex is recognized, not gender. And uh, about the name. These people don't have to go through the process of telling everyone that they changed their name because it is not easy, it is quite a scary experience. First I came out as trans and then down the road I told people I want to go by left now and not my birth name and that was also scary. It's sort of like, it's, it was equally as scary as coming out as trans to be honest. My next point is this people don't have to come out to anyone. <laughs> Probably like one of the best things of being cis to be honest is cis people don't have to come out come out as anything because who they are as a person is aligned with who everyone thinks they should be, which is cis. And cis people are considered normal while trans and gender diverse people are I guess historically been seen as um, abnormal and like mentally ill and whatnot. I'd say it's definitely improved since the 1900s but there is still a lot of work to go. I mean there is still a lot of work to do and also say I also definitely say that coming out as trans is definitely a, like a step up from coming out as just not heterosexual but cis but still being cisgender. In my case, I'm trans and non-heterosexual, so that's like up here, up here. And cis people also don't have to, cis people don't have to worry about um, figuring out their gender identity and be told that be told that they're like wrong or not normal or some sort of freak or disgusting. All of the things that uh, trans people get held, all the words that get held at trans people. You don't have to face any of that sort of pressure or judgments. 
because again everyone sees them everyone sees cis people as normal and it's like the standard um, in society but clearly I have not met that standard but I don't care also when I was living as cis I saw a lot of representation in the media and news in general and like the internet in general there was a lot of representation in movies and TV any sort of media there was a lot of representation for cis people that's like most of media cis people, cis characters, all of that well and when I was like figuring out my gender identity there was a lack of representation for me and it was a very, you could say, isolating experience. While there were a lot of YouTubers who had shared their coming out story, unfortunately most of them were Caucasian and there was there was literally no one who was like Viet Australian or I guess from culturally diverse communities in general that had that like there were no videos of culturally diverse trans people coming out online that I saw like nothing and maybe I'm just looking in the wrong place but that says something already if I have to go look that hard for something that means it's not represented very well I did really think like what if I'm the only like one like this and yeah, there was definitely a lack of connectedness in such experiences and that's like part of the reason a large a primary reason should I say that I actually came out in my podcast and made a whole episode about that and talk about I was starting to talk about trans things on this channel as well it's to be a voice for those who are not heard enough or those who may not be heard at all or those just who are just like deep under the surface and they're like trying to crawl their way out up so they can be seen by everyone but it seems like no matter how how much they dig they can never reach the top and that's exactly how I felt trying to find other people who were culturally diverse and trans just constantly digging but it seems to be getting nowhere another thing is actually when I was living as cis like later um like early 20s well I'm in early 20s but like when I started uni gender dysphoria got much worse and it progressively became worse as the years went on but cis people don't experience gender dysphoria and believe me you do not want to experience gender dysphoria because it is a living nightmare <laughs> um, yeah when I was younger I did experience gender dysphoria but I did not have the language for it like I felt different and that uh, I didn't like my body or myself and i was like this is weird i don't know what's going on here but i don't like it and i felt like a disconnect with my own body and i never knew why and i never had the words to explain it i didn't even know how to explain it i had no idea what was going on it wasn't until i got older that i learned that gender dysphoria was a thing and that being trans was a real experience for people and i was like oh maybe that's what when i found the word gender dysphoria i knew that i was experiencing gender dysphoria but i did not know that i was trans i'm like 
I don't know how to process everything that's going on right now. It's just too much. And but I should also clarify that gender dysphoria is not only about like the body, one's body and like the biological aspect. There's also social dysphoria and I also experienced that as the years went on and I kept denying that I was trans. Um, so for me, social dysphoria would be something like being misgendered, um, like being referred to as she, her, uh, being dead named, people using my birth name unintentionally, but it still bothers me sometimes. Not passing as male, um, that would be a source of social dysphoria for me. And body dysphoria, you, you know, you, I don't have to explain. Like just feeling like the body I have is not mine and, and just like a sense of disconnect with it because like this this is not me. That's why many oh that's why trans people will if they have the means for it and if they can access it. That's why that's one reason or maybe the only reason, I don't know, it depends on the person, everyone's experience is different. But that's why trans people one reason why trans people do undergo medical transition is to help them feel more comfortable in the body that they do have and uh, so body dysphoria is different for everyone um, some people may not even experience body dysphoria and only experience social dysphoria some people only experience body dysphoria and not social dysphoria it really depends on the person and everyone's experiences is really different so i cannot speak for everyone but for me i've experienced both social dysphoria and body dysphoria it's not been fun <laughs> let's just say showering is not a nice thing especially when there is a mirror in front of me and I have to look at myself yeah. and definitely my dysphoria gets worse during summer which is approaching here where I live so I need to find a way to deal with that as well I've been to like five months of gender therapy yet there are some things I do not have answers for and I'm just like you just I just have to figure it out as I go along and see what works and what doesn't really yeah, that's everything I can think of for now. There's probably more, but I can't think of any right now. Any more right now. So I hope you enjoyed this video. Got something out of it. Even if it's one thing, I'm happy. Um, take care, folks, and I'll see you next time.